So this is how stories were passed down before the advent of books. It was okay. Like oral tradition. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nick's gonna give us an oral oh, tradition. Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. No. Stop saying oral tradition. <laughs> no. You don't like that? No. That should be the name of the show. Nope. <laughs> no. I don't think Andrew no. would approve that. Oh, uh, Andrew doesn't need to know. Hey guys, welcome back to the Harmonics Podcast. Took you by surprise, Nick? Yeah. I'm terribly sorry. That was really forceful. I'm trying to be excited. Hey guys! Hey! I'm just excited to be back on the show. I'm excited I to be here. I haven't done a podcast in forever. Me I've either. never done one. Never? No. Well then let's go around the room. Let's introduce ourselves. Okay. I am your host, Aaron Trites. What, what do you do? And well, then some. Well, I'm not Eric Pope. Pope's busy doing work on You're an exciting new Who game are you? right now. I'm Aaron Trites. I'm a community manager oh, for Harmonics. Okay. Hi, I'm uh, I'm Nick Chester. Oh, you didn't want to know anything no. else? That was just it. <laughs> name your job. Yeah. Okay. Name job. Oh, I'm no. Nick Chester. I do orange juice. <laughs> not true. Not true. <laughs> You're a publicist. Yeah, I am. It's a good goof. It's a good goof. Nobody Christine, gets how it. are you doing? I'm, I'm good. good. I have candy. I'm great. Good. Fantastic. That's your job, candy. That's candy. Job candy. Job yep. candy. I eat candy all day. Okay. And Jessa, <laughs> maybe you will actually uh, say your real job. Wait, what was my name? Jessa. Jessa. And I am a... God, am I running this whole <laughs> show? Yeah. Community I need to come with paper no. so no one knows what's going on. I'm technically a product manager who also manages a community. Yeah. Of minions. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Am I a minion? It. No, you. Creative content is your minion. Oh, blog posts are your minions. What are the words what you're using? <laughs> Do you know what no. minion means? No, she doesn't. <laughs> I'm so tired. If you just keep using that word in enough different contexts, like eventually yeah. you'll hit the mark. I like that minion yeah. and onion sound very similar. Yeah. We yeah. were talking about onions earlier. <laughs> were the, you? With Annette, oh, about hamsters. Yeah, because the of the hamster. hamster, there was that video of the, the tiny the, the tiny hamster eating a tiny burrito. Yep. And somebody thinks that there were onions in the burrito, which doesn't make much sense because do you put onions in a burrito? I mean, sometimes if they're in salsa, yeah. yeah. I would. But I, I would chop okay. onions. So, I don't know that you could chop them tiny enough to fit in that teeny tiny burrito for yeah. that hamster. Well, I mean, also, they they it would probably kill tools. it. I think that's a bad yeah, thing. So, I mean, yeah, well, so I mean, animals should need onions. So I sent I this video so. around. It's this adorable video of the, this tiny hamster eating a tiny burrito. It yeah. goes on for like a minute and a half because of the internet. And I send it around to the team. And then two of the monsters on our team, and I'm not going to see who they are, like, <laughs> I don't know if that hamster could eat th those onions. I th I, it might get sick and die or something like that. And now I'm all depressed. I asked Reasonable. if they were onions. Okay, so that's monster one. But the, one. the way you, it's <laughs> the way you ask it. Revealed herself. <laughs> it's the way you ask it. Okay. It's very accusing. I still she was very concerned I was, I was, for the hamster. I am, and I was going to Google... Can hamsters eat onions? Yeah. And also watch the video a few more times to yeah. find out if they were onions, but we had to come do the podcast. Okay. So now I'm here instead well, of resolving that. We'll issue. talk about it on the next podcast. Yeah, we'll figure yeah, we'll that out for a separate show. Is the hamster still alive? Yeah. I don't know what else it could be. It's like a tiny little white thing that he's chopping. Rice? Onions or garlic? Could be rice. Maybe it's rice. Could be Might rice. Be fake in it. Because it, it could, could be, be rice. rice. Yeah. I feel better okay, already. Good. Yeah, yeah mystery solved. <laughs> Show's over, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
we are actually not here to talk exclusively about tiny hamsters we and their sh- tiny burritos. Oh, we should be. We are here because this is the first show we've done since PAX East. Uh, the last episode was actually uh, Alex Rogopoulos' keynote, um, our CEO mm-hmm. and co-founder. Uh, Alex did the keynote that kicked off PAX East. So hopefully everyone has already listened to that show mm-hmm. uh, because there's a substantial amount of information uh, and quality content there, which you will not be getting from this show, <laughs> as should already be abundantly clear. But fewer hamsters. But fewer hamsters. Um, that's true. Uh, he did talk about mouse nuts, though. That's, you know, <laughs> that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca said that he's been using that euphemism uh, in PowerPoint presentations for as long as she's worked here, <laughs> uh, and she's never understood why. <laughs> he just really digs mouse nuts. I think somebody way. had probably said it to him about the sales Stop. of the game, and it ju- he just couldn't probably. let it go. So the one thing about this, and I hope Alex isn't listening to this and he doesn't fire me. <laughs> he does not listen to our <laughs> podcast. Is that later on in the presentation, he mentions like uh, larger nuts. Yeah, Godzilla nuts. Godzilla nuts. Godzilla's a girl. Yeah. What? Yeah. Whoa. Godzilla doesn't have nuts. What? In fact, the nuts on Godzilla are smaller than mouse nuts. Okay. Yeah. They're technically I, Godzilla ovaries. I was not aware of this. I... I Now that that I've said it, nobody knew. I'm sort of concerned that maybe she's not a girl. But she's a girl. She lays eggs. Yeah, she's at least parthenogenic. Is that where Godzuki came from? Came from an egg? Might have. At least parthenogenic. Definitely lays eggs. Huh. If there are any any listeners out there, call in and let us know. I think you need to book a meeting with Alex. It was definitely a male actor who played Godzilla. Well, see. Because it's a guy in a suit. Yes. Yeah. Well, the old one. So the, well, the now old, there's yeah, CG. The, old, the search yeah. results Spot, when I type spoilers, in Godzilla, Godzilla is just a, a dude in a suit. Are Godzilla is a girl, Godzilla's girlfriend, and Godzilla girlfriend name. Well, so did Godzilla have wait, a girlfriend? Is, Let's yeah, see. Is, is she Here. a girl and she has a girlfriend? That's very all... progressive of yeah, Godzilla. I know. All right, so know. while you guys figure it out, I'll <laughs> set up the actual intent of the show. Uh, we're here to give you guys a rundown of. Uh, we could talk about um, uh, Alex's keynote a little bit. Um, but then also kind of run down the two parties that we had, um, both community-focused events hosted around PAX East uh, while a bunch of our friends were in town, uh, and then also the 10 different panels that Harmonix people were on, uh, which was kind of a bonkers show all around for us. Um, we did not have a booth on the show floor this year, which was a first for us for PAX East, uh, but we did not want for things to do. We had plenty of other stuff to keep us busy. Uh, so if you were unfortunate enough, uh, to be stuck at home and not hanging out with us at PAX, uh, this is kind of a virtual PAX East where you could join us and, uh, relive all those wonderful experiences. Did we find out whether or not Godzilla is a girl? So it's, it's inconclusive. It is. So many people are saying that, um, throughout the multiple Japanese Godzilla films, it was referred to, and I'm saying it as a girl, both a girl and a boy okay. at different times. Um, and then in the 1998 remake, which mm-hmm. we're trying to forget, yep. um, Godzilla was asexual. Okay. Like, specifically, they called it out as, like, neither male or female. Weird. Yeah. Um, I still think it's... I, like I, the... I wanna, I, I've always thought Godzilla was a girl. Yes, and there's visibly a lack of Godzilla nuts. So, That's like, true. I at mean... the very <laughs> least, it's wrong on that level. Yeah, yeah. yeah good point. Right. Unless Godzilla is wearing... Pants, <laughs> Godzilla that pants just look like its legs. 
It's possible. It's possible. Like, I'm trying to think of other uh, kaiju or giant monsters. They, none of them have nuts. I have uh, not seen a schlong <laughs> on a single monster. Uh, a bunch of the old Marvel monsters, Marvel Comics monsters, would specifically have little shorts on. Would, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, like Fin Fang Foom is a giant dragon, yeah. uh, and he wears tiny little purple briefs <laughs> uh, specifically. So to hide uh, those, yeah, monster yeah. nuts. Yeah, just you know, just keep keep things keep delicate. Real. Keep it delicate. Uh, okay, so Pax East. <laughs> the reason, the real reason why we're all here. Did all you guys get to see Alex's keynote? Yes. Yes, we sat yes. right by you. Yeah, that was a trick question because I knew because I was there in the front row. That's right. um, Alex talked about a lot of stuff, uh, kind of covering the history of harmonics, uh, and then also talking a little bit about uh, where we're headed as a company and where he thinks the industry is headed uh, and what he'd like to see us focusing on, talking about some of our new games. Um, All in all, I thought that it was pretty awesome. I learned a lot of stuff, even though I've worked with the guy uh, for like five or six years. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It was very insightful. He is genuinely one of the smartest people I've ever met. Yeah. Like, he is a brilliant person. Yeah. I mean, he beats me in threes consistently. (laughs) So there's that. Well, that's you you can get three. So that's not hard to beat you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But but yeah, beyond that, Alex could probably beat smarter people at threes. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Man, you've called Christine old. You've called me dumb. (laughs) I haven't said that Nick is dumb. I'm just saying I'm not smart. There's smarter people than Nick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There are smarter people than me. Yeah, just keep it Like Alex. Right? Like, I mean, Alex is smarter than all of us. Absolutely. That's that's why he is the boss. And we are literally inside of a closet recording. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We 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 are the minions. We held a vote and we said, who's the smartest one here and who should be in the closet? Exactly. (laughs) And this is how things shook out. That's always how choosing leadership went. That'd be great. Yeah. Pretty sure. It's like Lord of the Flies, right? Yeah. No? Is that that not how Lord of the Flies went? (laughs) No. No, I thought it was just a lot of of polite voting and (laughs) hand counting. Very different books, I think. No? That's why Piggy was the leader, right? (laughs) Clockwork Orange was just about like a giant clock that was a color Uh orange. Uh Yeah. This is the worst book club. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's better. I think it's better than some of the other book clubs you've been in. (laughs) This may be true. (laughs) Nailed it. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, Alex talked about some of, uh, some of our upcoming games, including, uh, an announcement for Record Run. Yeah. Which is the first time that we had have really uh, talked about that? Um, does anyone want to uh, want to give the rundown on what Record Run is? So Record Run actually leaked like four days prior. No, it to, did. It did. <laughs> no. And I don't know if anybody caught that, but yeah, it had gotten out that we were making uh, a mobile game. Um, it is actually when is this podcast airing? This Friday. This Friday. Now. Okay, so it's actually it's launched in a couple of territories right now. It is a it is a runner game that is actually set to your own music, and uh, we generate uh, levels based on your music that you have on your iPod or iPhone or iDevice, and um, it is all it's rhythmic running. So you will have to dodge obstacles, but if you dodge them on the beat, you get more points, and if you do well, you get a super high score, and like your character turns into like this crazy alternate version of themselves, and it's colorful, and it is fun and when it comes out you should all download it because wait for it it is free it's free, free. to play yeah. okay yeah. i'm on board yeah so it's out I, right I now i wasn't committed before that it's out right now in australia and new zealand and in canada 
and we might possibly be putting it out into the UK, maybe, if you're in the UK. But what about the rest of the rest world? of the world? Soon. Soon. Very, okay. very soon. Very, very I don't want to say soon. when, because things happen in the mobile space. But you're committed to happen, very, But I'm very committed soon. to very, very soon. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Now, do we know anyone that worked on that game? Like, maybe anyone in, like, audio, like... Um, what kind of pedigree does this game have? I'm not no. too sure. I think it... I don't know. I think they mostly outsourced most of it. Yeah. Okay. Because that's the thing Are that we Are you talking don't... about Joe? I am talking about Joe. Yeah. I mean, I was... Okay. All right, Joe doesn't know what we're talking about. He doesn't about. know what we're talking about. <laughs> we'll, we'll fill him in next show. We'll fill you in next show. Yeah, uh, yeah so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's the first real uh, mobile game we've done. Uh, it's kind of reminiscent of Phase, uh, which some people might remember from uh, their click wheel iPods. Yep. Um, this is the same kind of idea, uh, but actually done uh, much much more true to kind of the the harmonics vision of um, repurposing music that's already in your existing library uh, and uh, it's not on a click wheel. So it yes. that immediately makes it better. <laughs> yes. Uh, no click wheels. So, uh, so Record Run wins there. Yeah. No, it's very, very cool. I mean, it's not the first game that has taken music to generate gameplay. There are other games like that on the iPhone and on PC, like Audio Surf, Melody's Escape is a game that just came out on Steam. And there are a couple of iOS games, but I think we're doing some really, really cool stuff with it. I think the game looks really, really great. It has a lot of personality. Um, it's a ton of fun to play. You could challenge friends on songs. Um, for example, Matt Kristek, who works here, mm-hmm. uh, he has been challenging me on songs he knows I do not have. Um, and then I will have to either buy those songs or, or just Conceive lose the challenge. <laughs> yeah, and it's usually on crap like Starships, We Built This City. That's good. And, you know, stuff like that. And Wang Chung, everybody have fun oh, tonight. I love Wang Chung. Maybe Wang Chung tonight. <laughs> stuff like that. It's good times. Good, good strategy. Good times. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, and I'm excited for us to start getting more involved in mobile. Um, like with the uh, the Chrome announcement, we started dipping our toes in, uh, in PC gaming, mm-hmm. um, getting a little bit more involved in Steam. And Record Run is, uh, like, not our first mobile thing because uh, we did do VidRhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't really, like, a game per se. Uh, so I'm excited to start seeing us work on some new and exciting things on some uh, some different platforms. Yeah. No, it's cool because more people get to uh, experience our games and check them out before yeah. we've been limited to just consoles. And there's, like, a barrier to entry there for, you know, consoles. Plus, with, you know, with games like Rock Band where you have to buy you know, additional equipment or own a connect for yep. like Dance Central games. Now, if you, I mean, everybody has everybody a smartphone. Everybody got a phone. Everybody got a phone. Well, most people have a phone. Most people got a I phone. I see people with flip phones and I'm like, really, oh, dude? Dave Plan's got a flip phone. No, he doesn't. No, he he upgraded his phone. Now. He got a smartphone. What? Yeah, he yeah. high-fived me uh-huh. the day he got it. It was like a big announcement. <laughs> that had to be recent. Yeah. Did it he was do it just for ago. a record run? Uh, I don't think so. No. 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 He did it. That, that would have been a good a good opportunity for you to say yes. <laughs> I, I don't know why he got the flip. The, the smartphone. You should have said for a record run. Yeah, he did get an Android <laughs> phone, which um, record run is not available for Android right the second, you but it will be. You didn't need to get into all this but detail. Like be. you could have said that Dave just got a phone. But I didn't I mentioned iOS before, and okay. I want to mention to our Android good. friends. Good clarity you made up for yourself, Nick. Android friends, you'll be able to play record run, probably. Mm-hmm. All right, and then after Alex's keynote... Uh, wait, we, wait, wait. Uh, what happened before Alex's keynote? 
before. I woke up. Oh, no, I got on coffee. stage before Alex's keynote. Uh, oh, oh, we had a live oh, band yeah. playing. Very exciting uh, live We band. had uh, Amin and Peter Moore and Steve Pardo, um, all harmonics musicians, uh, who were up on stage, uh, joined by a friend of Alex's from New York City, who I cannot remember and now feel awful about. An excellent uh, drummer, though. An excellent drummer. Um, Alex introduced him as a time lord. I would say yeah. his name is like on the tip of my tongue. Uh, but he uh, he came up from New York City, um, and Alex kind of built this super band around him, um, figuring that at the very least, even if his keynote was awful, uh, people would at least get that live performance, and they were awesome. They were great. Uh, like they just did some kind of like you know freeform jazz. There was some awesome saxophone, uh, and then they closed out the show. With the theme from Record Run, yeah, like the shell music, uh, they uh, they played that trailer and then immediately segued to the real band playing that song. Nice, a nice touch. Yeah, I like it. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was that was very cool. Kind of like showing off uh, our musical chops. Um, kind of like putting things very squarely in that uh, in that harmonics mind frame. Um, I think that set the tone for the rest of the show, which worked out pretty well. Uh, and then uh, after that, are you ready now? Yes. Go okay. Ahead. After that, uh, we like without a booth on the show floor, we just kind of wandered around a lot, which was very uncommon for us. Uh, did you guys actually get a chance to see anything at PAX East? We did wander around. Yeah, we wandered around a lot, Saturday, but it's uh, scary. And, and then decided that lunch was very important. We hung out in the diversity lounge a bit. We wandered yeah. through the indie oh, mega cool. booth. Um, check out some of the people that we know, their booths there. There's a lot of people and a lot of stuff going on. And it was exciting, especially in the Indomega booth, just seeing the wide variety of things that people are doing. Even, you know, people that we know either through the industry or former harmonics devs. Mm -hmm. Like, it was really cool seeing that. Um, and then, yeah, we ate a lot. Yeah, we ate a lot. We also went to the Dance Central <gasps> yes, Free Play stage. I meant to say that. We <laughs> nice. did. And we, we got over there. And we felt kind of like secret spies because it's not like we were wearing, like, we are harmonic yeah. stuff. So we showed up and we're like, all right, we're going to do a song. We're going to do a song. So we did uh, Bass Down Low, which is such a fun song, but there's all kinds of, like, hitting the floor. And we're like, this is going to be so cool because we are so in great shape and we got this. And we did it and then, like, hobbled off. We couldn't walk down the stairs. <laughs> it hurt so much. But we killed it. And it was so sweet because every every time anyone danced, everybody around there clapped. Like, it was just such a really nice, warm environment. So people were having fun at that stage the That's whole awesome. weekend. It was really great, you know, for – Game that we we put that thing out like two years ago, and yeah. it was really cool to see everybody really excited. Still. That's an awesome thing that a lot of people don't know about. That Penny Arcade operates these free play rock band and dance central stages at I believe every Pax East and Pax Prime. Yeah, and they're not affiliated with us. It's just a thing that Penny Arcade like they grant this space to enforcers that bring their own consoles, that bring their own instruments. Uh, and they set them up and they operate them entirely independently of us. Um, and they don't do that for any other games, yeah. I don't think. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just those two harmonics titles, uh, which is like unbelievably flattering uh, that they would kind of showcase those games in that way. And then also really powerful to see, like you said, that there's a crowd of people and they're supportive. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, so same cute. thing at the rock band stage. Like there was a line like, Sometimes it was only like one band deep and sometimes it was an hour long yeah. uh, and like they keep those stages running until I think midnight, like yeah, well midnight, after the yeah. show floor closes. So pretty cool. Um, I, uh, I stopped by the rock band stage a few times, uh, dropped off a bunch of DLC codes uh, so people could give those away. Um, 
took a few pictures, posted those to the Rock Band account uh, while people were playing. The way you said that made me think that you were saying that like people saw you and took pictures with you. And got <laughs> oh yeah, you know, <laughs> took you some know pictures, get some autographs. Yeah. Just uh, I just I get swamped. Like, just, <laughs> it's a madhouse. Uh, but made it through the show floor as well, uh, and made it to our party on Friday night, our community party that you mostly organized, Jessa. I did some of it. You you did Two most of, us of it. You did the hardest forces. part, of it. <laughs> which was managing the talent. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. No, it, it was a great event. We had we started off with um, DNA's Evolution, which is a band um, that Adam Cardoza, which Julius Blaze, a lot of people in our community know him by this point. Um, his band kicked it off, and then we had Main Drag and their their last show, um, which was also pretty incredible to see. I had actually never seen them live. Really, before they were then. so good, and it was it was great. It was a lot of fun, and then uh, finished the night up with the Ward Eights, who uh, features Dave Plant and several other current and former Harmonics alumni devs and yeah chris um, wilson who did most of the um most of the pro guitar authoring mm -hmm. uh, for rock band three yeah no it was so all three bands they just killed it it, it made for a great show and uh, we gave rock bands away to everybody nope just <laughs> just full, full rock, full rock, rock bands. bands yeah aaron, no, lucky, we gave them the aaron's face i was saying this was so supportive so, uh, yeah good job <laughs> you job <laughs> we gave away guitars to everybody who um attended which is which was also really cool to see um the sheer number of guitars it was so yeah many we guitars. brought 200 guitars uh we actually we tried to split the event between um, the community uh, and then also harmonics developers so that we could have like an opportunity for uh, the harmonics devs and our community to kind of like mingle with each other yeah, hang out. Um, so it was a pretty decent mix uh, and then uh, for everyone from the community that attended uh, we gave away uh, a rock band guitar which was you know pretty badass uh, and we ended up I think gave uh, gave away almost 200 of them for the show yeah. um, which is no joke. That's a lot of hardware. Uh, we had to rent a U-Haul and spent most of a day uh, hauling that stuff back and forth from the offices you to said the, uh, I did to the, the convention part. center. Nope. <laughs> well, that like I had, I had Kurt help out with that. So big ups to to Kurt, who people will know from the Conks. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was a it was an awesome opportunity for us to get a lot of uh, a lot of our fans and friends together, yeah, together. in one place and uh, and kind of like have some music and have some fun uh, and then also to get rid of some of our excess rock band hardware, uh, which people desperately need uh, yep. and they have no other way uh, to get hold of it. So I think that worked out pretty well for everybody involved. Yeah, I think everybody had a lot of fun and for the rest of the weekend, I would people would mention to me that they had been at the party and had such a great time and they saw the bands which was fun and so it, i think it i classified as a success cool officially declared yeah. by jessa a plus a success a, a plus. plus success yep uh, saturday we started off the show early yes early i think where i was <laughs> with a panel this thing <laughs> that we are doing yeah now. this thing that it we're doing right this. now yeah so our intent was to record uh a podcast live at PAX East uh, and we had the whole community team up on stage uh, the four of us were joined by Drake and by Pope and Annette 
uh, all of which are too cool to be on this show right now. Uh, but they were at PAX East, and they were on the panel with us, and we talked about Record Run. We gave the first live demo of that game. Uh, we talked a little bit about Alex's keynote uh, and what we're working on now and what we're uh, going to be announcing shortly. Um, and we recorded that, uh, and then uh, hmm. the audio ended up being garbage, and we did not host that for you to listen to. So apologies if you were looking for that show, uh, but it did you not come out well. You could go find a trash can and listen to the garbage there. And yeah. <laughs> that was us. Uh, and we always have a tough time kind of like getting the audio from soundboards at panels. Uh, and when they handed the, um, uh, the, the stick over to us with... The, the recording of the, the soundboard, they did apologize and they said, uh, we had a little bit of a problem and it may sound uh, like it was recorded in a bowl full of mud, uh, <laughs> but hopefully it'll be okay. Uh, and it was not okay. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, lost, lost to the ages. Um, and I honestly cannot remember too much about what we talked yeah, about. Yeah, me neither. I'm actually thinking about it. Pizza. Yeah, yeah we remember. yelled about pizza. Uh, did pizza. we? Yeah. Drake was really mad about the pizza that we had. Uh, the girls went for lunch, and we had gotten a pizza that was The panel was at potatoes. 10 in the morning, though. No, no, we went to lunch the day before, and we were <laughs> And he was still angry about it. No, he so didn't come with us. We just no, that's why explained what our pizza was, and he yelled at us that it wasn't pizza. It was, what was it, mashed potatoes? I, and I literally potatoes. don't remember right? this at all. No, Nick looks like they are <laughs> just like spinning a, a web of lies. Yeah. That hour. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. And Joe confirms. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> real pizza. So I think was, I think Drake has true. actually ranted about this pizza thing enough times. So that many times. As soon as it out. starts, <laughs> I just literally turn myself. That's the off. biggest fight we've ever had. Like I get it. Chicago pizza is the best pizza. You're from Chicago. Come on. I hope Drake doesn't listen to this because he's going to be. He doesn't listen to these podcasts. You're going to get a text suddenly with him being like, "Look, it's the real best pizza." Okay. Chicago pizza never end. Like I don't care. A eat, text eat right now, want, like he right? would know that yeah, we're talking yeah. about it. Even <laughs> though his he's ears in LA. are burning it's somewhere. Been my day all day. I'll I'll be like, I really need this thing from someone, and then I'll get an email from them. It's magic. Yeah. Cool. I have the power. Good job. Good power. Uh, <laughs> if you can't see his face, but that was Aaron's supportive face again. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to be encouraging. <laughs> we didn't just talk about pizza. Though. We did show off record run and talk through some of the. Uh, aspects of the game, showing off the different moves you can make and what happens to the world around you when you get into like a groove, um, which is pretty awesome. And we probably should have gotten video of that. Yeah, I was thinking about that at the time where it's like the audio for this is going to be really cool because Drake was really good about like describing everything that was happening. Uh, But but yeah, panels are kind of hard to do audio for because we end up doing so much visual stuff. Um, But that's okay. But that's why the the uh, last podcast, instead of putting up that audio, we put up Alex's keynote. Yep. And if you don't want to just listen to it, you actually want to see the slides. We got the video in the blog post on harmonicsmedia.com. Good point. Because Alex did have like 75 slides. Yeah. So people should definitely check that out. Yep. Um, there were a ton of other harmonics panels on Saturday. Or not harmonics panels officially, but like panels that people from harmonics uh, were on. Uh, did any of you guys get a chance to check any of those out? We did. We met up with Disney later in the day for the press dinner. 
But no, Nick went to a panel, though. I know nope. Nick went to a panel. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. on the panel that Nick, I was Nick on. Was on <laughs> the panel. Yeah. Pope and I went and watched you. I know you did. Yeah, we gave you a big round of applause I when did. you were I did. I appreciate that. I yep. appreciate that. That's adorable. Yep. Yeah, it was cute. Don't think anyone else appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but Pope and I were supportive. Why are you so loud? We were supportive. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you talked about ghoulies. I did. I talked about <laughs> ghoulies a lot. I threw some ghoulies on a slide. <sighs> you did. Yeah. Um. So the panel was about how to pitch a game, a game story, or how to pitch a, a game. I don't know. It was sort of like unclear actually when I signed up for it, but it was actually it was a bunch of people talking about how to pitch stories and games from a whole whole bunch of different angles, including um some folks who have worked on some board games. Um, they have a long history pitching actual board games, and we have some folks who were um. Uh, editors and chiefs of websites who are talking about like how to pitch like freelancers would pitch games to them. Um, I was able to speak to that a little bit since I used to be an editor in chief, and then I sort of talked from the stance of a PR person being approached by um, a freelance person or, or writer, like, "Oh, hey, I want to write a story about you know rock band or Dance Central or harmonics in general." Sort of yeah. like the best way to approach that. And there were a bunch of folks there who showed up and who were like genuinely interested in hearing what we had to say, which is crazy because nobody should ever listen to anything that I say. <laughs> um, but we were, I was up there with some like super smart people, so I didn't have to do much and I just let them talk. Yeah. In the end, it almost ended up being a panel about how to pitch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just basically, just like, yeah, just in general, like how to talk to somebody, like how to like get your point yeah, across. how to sell how to, yourself, like, exactly. how to communicate ideas yeah, effectively. Yeah. And you, you'd be Not surprised. how to sell yourself <laughs> a Jezza. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people are sort of like, I don't want to say, like saying, oh, you're, they're so bad at it is sort of like a negative thing, but they just it's don't, they've, yeah, they've never, they've never been taught how to yep. do it or they're just not naturally like outgoing or whatever it is that's going to make them come across as like a person you don't want to continue to deal with. Yeah. Um, that happens often. So, I mean, it's a good life skill to be able to speak with people and I hope, hopefully we help some folks out. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like it went really well. Uh, some good Q&A, which is rare. Uh, at uh, any panel yeah. to get any decent Q and A, but uh, but yeah, people seemed like they were into it. Uh, and then after Pope and I uh, saw that, we ended up going to a panel that a bunch of the harmonics artists put together. Um, Don Rivers uh, is the people that uh, podcast listeners will probably recognize most as she has recently been on the show. Um, but she and several other harmonics artists um, got together uh, and kind of put together this kind of like all-encompassing talk about art in games and how to be an artist and like what skills you should develop and how you should diversify diversify your portfolio and how you should uh, like pitch your portfolio and how you should network with people. Um, and it was like... It's a pretty big topic, like much bigger than I expected it to be. Like I thought it was going to be more nuts and bolts, like here's how you draw stuff. Uh, but uh, but it, it was like a super thorough, like this is like an hour long snapshot of what it takes to be an artist in gaming. That's awesome. Uh, which was really cool. Um, and I was also especially proud because a lot of them and a lot of our artists in general um, and, uh, and kind of like our audio people to a lesser extent because a lot of them are in bands and they're able to like come out to events and play shows. Um, but a lot of our artists are kind of like unsung heroes where they do so much work behind the scenes and they don't often get to go out and speak about the games at events or go to panels or go to presentations and actually like get that feedback from people in the real world. Uh, so it was especially cool seeing I think half a dozen of them um, up on stage uh, at, the, uh, at the panel kind of like giving this talk. Um, and the room was packed. That's like great. lots of people showed up, which was very rad. Um, 
So that was a that was a, a pleasant surprise. Um, I tried to spend a lot more time in panels this year uh, than I had in the yeah. past because it's usually like again because we're tied to a booth so often we don't get to see other games or go to other panels that often. Uh, and then Saturday night we didn't have a party. We had oh it's giant bomb. Uh, the Giant Bomb panel was that night. So we divided then. You guys did that, and we went to dinner with Alex in Iran. Yep. Oh, that's right. I forgot that you guys had the uh, the press dinner with Alex in yeah. Iran. That was nice. We ate food, and we talked. Cool. It was charming. It was charming. Not going to say too much about that, because it was no, like, I mean, nobody wants to hear about that. private. That. Private info. Super private. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Can't say super private. <laughs> not on the podcast. Uh, the uh, the Giant Bomb panel was not super private. Uh, it was exactly what you should expect from the Giant Bomb crew, uh, which is absolute hilarity. Um, they, uh, they also, at the tail end of the show, um, had an awesome promo for our panel on Sunday, which was the PAX Rumble. Uh, where Pope and I orchestrated this ridiculous event, uh, which we've been talking about for years with Alex Navarro, uh, now of Giant Bomb, formerly uh, Harmonic's publicist. Um, we talked with him ages ago about doing uh, a panel at an event where we would have 30 people play through a Royal Rumble on an old Nintendo 64 wrestling game. Uh, and it seemed like the most ludicrous idea uh, and something that we always kind of backburnered, um, and then actually spun it up this year, and we made it happen. Uh, but in anticipation of that event on Sunday morning, uh, they did an awesome promo for it on Saturday night, uh, where uh, you know Jeff Gersman came out. He started talking trash because he was in the Rumble, uh, and Dave Lang, D. Leezy, um from uh, from Iron Galaxy, um, makers of Dive Kick. Uh, uh, Dave Lang was there, and uh, they got into a little altercation. Um, some some words words were said, harsh words were exchanged. Uh, Drake got into the mix. Uh, he got up from the crowd. Um, Lang started bad mouthing all of us from Harmonics yeah, in the front row. Not nice, not no, nice, Dave. Not appreciated at all for all uh, the support we've given you and, over the years. And Drake reciprocated by smashing a bottle yep. over Dave Lang's right head. Right over his head, a real bottle. A real bottle over a real human over head. Over a real human head. Uh, and uh, and Lang went down like a yeah. sack of potatoes. <laughs> Just hit the ground. To be fair, Dave Lang will take any chance he can get to lay down. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. he is a lazy he loves, asshole. <laughs> prone is uh, is his preferred yeah, position. Have you seen that guy? He's huge. It's, it takes a it takes, it takes a lot for him to get around. Yeah. So at any point, he just wants to get down on the ground. <laughs> it's just gravity yeah. at work. I'm just giving you shit, Dave. If you're listening to this, this is like the He's third person Dave, that I've talked listen. about on here, and then gotten worried that they're going to be listening to it and mad at me. And I know that He's none not. of them are going to be listening. Maybe people would be more likely to listen to, to the tell, show and then if tell we told him. them that we were talking smack about That's them. That's true. That's true. Uh, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> as as soon as Dave hit the ground. Um, Alex uh, and Jeff kind of went at it. Uh, there were some low blows. Um, and again, like just absolute nonsense going on yeah. on the stage. Uh, lights dim, music hits, Hulk Hogan's entrance music. And then from the back of the ring, a shirtless man uh, wearing a luchador mask ran in from the back, took the stage, cleared house. Everyone ran out. This was like the end of the panel. Like people left. Uh, and uh, and then took off his mask to reveal that he was the one and only Jeff Green. Yeah. Uh, and uh, people went bonkers. 
Uh, and so up to that point, I did not have a great deal of confidence that people would show up to our ridiculous 10 a.m. panel for this N64 wrestling game. Uh, but they gave us the giant bomb bump. And then after that, I was I was pretty confident that uh, that we were going to do all right. Yeah. Uh, and then sure enough, Sunday morning, hour-long line out the door. Uh, people were queued up well in advance. They'd made their own signs, brought them from home. Like, they cheered and booed every participant as they entered the theater. <laughs> it was... It was one of the dumbest things yeah. I've ever been involved in. Absolutely. The stupidity of the giant bomb panel just sort of colored how our panel was going to yeah. go the next morning. And, like, I think in our heads we were like, this is going to be real dumb and stupid and people are going to be yelling and, you know, it might and get crazy. Did. And it was. But, like, I think in the back of our minds we were like, this is just going to, like, completely fall apart. It's just going to be, like, a bunch of, like, idiots playing Nintendo yep. 64 wrestling. The crowd's just going to sit there and, like, watch us. It's not going to be entertaining yep. at all. And it was just like a complete and total shit show it of was, like epic proportions. It was like going to an actual so wrestling good. event. Yeah. And we had an actual wrestling referee. We there. had Todd Sinclair from Ring of Honor. Uh, he was their senior official. Like he ref the match like a pro. Yep. Um, Pope and I called the match. Uh, we were on color commentary. Um, Nick, you were one of the participants. You actually was. drew number one. Yeah, in I do. And I lasted Rumble. until like did, I was like 10, right. 10 wrestlers. Yeah, sure. Oh, we'll say 10. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. It was yeah. about 10. Yeah. Better than you did in the office. Yeah. And and Drake participated, uh, and Alex and Jeff from Giant Bomb, and Jeff Green, and uh, Dave Lang, who we already mentioned. Um, there were, I mean, tons of people from all corners, uh, kind of all corners of PAX. Uh, yeah. We had our, our friend Trin from Cards Against Humanity, our friend Pat from the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, uh, Eve from Microsoft was there, uh, like tons of awesome people from awesome studios, like real people. Yeah, like actual people showed up. Yeah, like Tim Schafer. Job. Tim Schafer. Tim Schafer made Monkey F- Fucking yeah. Island. Not Monkey Fucking <laughs> Island. That's a different <laughs> game. Over this. But he yeah. also made Monkey Fucking Island. You haven't played Did this he, yet? He made both? Yeah. That's Mon- interesting. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, real people like that that we respect and admire, uh, like actually came out, and I was like pretty confident that we were gonna have like at least thirty people show up for this thing because that's how many participants there yeah. were in the Royal Rumble. Beyond that, didn't really know, uh, and we ended up like probably around seven or eight hundred people, uh, and then we were live streamed, uh, and uh, so the Twitch feed was archived. Uh, the whole show, like. It's all archived. It's up on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash harmonicsmusic. Um, it's an hour long. Uh, we do a recap of the Giant Bomb panel. Uh, people cut promos uh, yep. leading up to this event. Uh, we, like, I'm, I'm really glad that we were able to capture the, the entire thing on video uh, because there were, like, unbelievable crowd chants. Yep. Uh, there, uh, there were more bottles more broken. More bottles were broken on people's heads. <laughs> Tim Schafer gave John Drake a an elbow drop. Well, stole his a, shoes. Yeah, stole his <laughs> shoes. So, yeah, so Tim Schafer and, uh, and Steph, and Steph Bear, Bear from, uh, formerly from, of PopCap, who's now, who's now with Insomniac, n- dragged Drake across the stage, pulled off his shoes... Tim Schafer went to do a fake elbow drop drop on Drake, but apparently actually gave him actually an elbow gave drop. Actually gave him an elbow drop. <laughs> and then was really apologetic about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and we had uh, Jared from um, from 2K Games yep. um, mm-hmm. as the other uh, representative of the WWE games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brought a bunch of discs for us to give away. Um, and uh, we awarded a, a prize pack to, uh, to the winner of the Rumble. Not going to spoil it. Not going to say who won. People should watch the show. Um... Johnny V from Disney, uh, who uh, actually was just 
on stage today announcing Disney Infinity well, 2.0. A couple of days ago if you're well, listening to this on Friday. Yeah, if you're listening to it on Friday, yeah. it was uh, recorded Wednesday, the day when we were recording the panel. Yeah. Uh, Johnny V was originally supposed to attend uh, and then had to back out and then provided a prize pack for the winner of uh, a trip for four to any Disney park in the world. Yeah. Pretty good prize. Uh, so we had like real prizes, real people, real nonsense. Uh, and we've had a ton of requests to do it again at PAX Prime or at PAX East next year. Uh, so it's looking likely that I'll have to get back to the drawing board and figure out how we're going to do this ridiculous thing again. Uh, yeah, how do we top that? I, I've got some ideas. Okay. I'll, I'll clue you into the brainstorming right. sessions good, later good. on. Uh, but while we were doing this dumb fake thing, uh, you two, Christine and Jessa, were actually working on a real thing uh, that was actually relevant to our job <laughs> and to uh, harmonics and the titles that we're working on. Yes. We were setting up a party for uh, Disney Fantasia Music Evolved with uh, two parties, actually, um, at a place called Trade near the convention center uh, where we were setting up kiosks so folks could come play Fantasia. Uh, and there were two separate parties. The first one was for D23 members, which are um, the Disney special fan club. Uh, and then the second one was open to the public, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, we were setting up kiosks, testing out headphones, uh, getting everything ready, gift bags galore. We had uh, crazy raffles for uh, an Xbox One uh, that was branded with Fantasia stuff on it. We had signs. One of a kind. One of a kind, yeah. Uh, signed posters that we had this great concept art made by one of our artists um, that the whole Fantasia team signed uh, and uh, t-shirts and pins and all kinds of stuff for everybody that Astro showed headsets, right? Uh, yeah, I think we gave away one of those, right? I think so. And yeah. an iPod? I was yes, the iPod. Yeah. Yeah. That I know for sure. I was busy working kiosks. I wasn't doing the actual giveaways. Me. There was concert though. They gave away a lot of stuff. Yeah. But yep. Yeah, it was cool. And that party was uh, co-sponsored. It was Harmonix, Disney, uh, Disney Interactive, Disney, Destructoid, and Astro. And Astro yeah. yeah, so many people were in that party. It was great. Um, but yeah, it was for a lot of people. It um, it was the first time we've had uh, Fantasia playable to East Coast at a show. Yep, which was really fun. And, and the only place where people could play at a PAX East. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, we had announced we had uh, new songs that we announced that weekend that. Uh, or the following Monday that people got a sneak peek of at the show to play. And um, it, it was really awesome. And, you know, we got to mingle with both Disney fans and Harmonix fans in general or people who have heard about the game and wanted to check it out or people who just kind of wandered by. And the venue is full. It's got windows all along two sides of it. So we had people playing and you could see people walking by the street being like, what in the world is going on in there? And we had a couple of people that stood in line for hours. We had people in costume playing. Like, it was, it was a lot of fun to kind of get um, direct hands-on. I mean, it was the first. So we've had uh, Fantasia at E3 and D23 before, but not a PAX. Yeah. When we, were, when we were at PAX Prime last year, we didn't have playable gameplay. So it was cool. It was, true. It, yeah, yeah, it was fun to finally get to bring that game to, you know, one of our favorite shows at an off-site party, but still where that crowd could get a glimpse of the game, especially in its current iteration because it's changed so much since we showed it off last summer. Yeah, it keeps looking better and better. Yeah. Like every time we take it out, it is mind-blowing how good the game looks. Yeah, um, but it was definitely a fun experience, kind of silly to set up, have a party, reset, have a second party, and then be done by five. Yeah. It was odd. 
Yeah, because we're used to Nighttime running shows. a booth at the show right yeah. up until 6 and then having a party right after that yep. uh, and then kind of cranking on a party like until midnight, you know, break down by 1 if you're lucky, maybe get home by 2. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this was real relaxing. I think we didn't we didn't really – we weren't tired at all for we packs, okay. right, guys? Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> not until Tuesday. <sighs> Sunday night, then we went out to karaoke. That That's was true. Great. Yeah, we yeah. did that as well. Because, of course, we have to do that. Obviously. That's how we end every show. Yep. So, yeah, all in all, pretty busy show. Like, I think that we kind of, like, tricked ourselves into thinking, like, oh, well, we won't have a booth. It's going to be, like, it's going to be pretty relaxed. It's going to be an easy show. Uh, But between, like, the two parties that were really three parties uh, and then the keynote, which we helped uh, support, and then um, our two panels that we were actively involved in, and then the other panels for harmonics people uh, that we were, um, you know, trying to support. Uh, and then the giveaways and, and all of that stuff, like, there was still a ton of stuff oh, going yeah. on. Um, so, uh, and PAX East is kind of just the kickoff of our event season. Um, there's plenty of other shows later this summer. Uh, we're already planning for E3. Uh, you know, we're looking ahead to Gamescom later in August, PAX Prime in September. Uh, we'll have plenty of games uh, to talk about for sure. Yep. Uh, and, uh, yeah, record run out soon. Very soon. More announcements soon? Yep. So yeah. we'll actually have some. I mean, obviously, we'll keep talking about Fantasia stuff. Yep. So we have more Fantasia stuff coming soon. And then we have other stuff coming soon as well. Yeah. So get psyched. Yeah, so kind of a, a drastic departure from last year where we had no games. Uh, this year we're going to have all of the games. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so, yeah, definitely keep posted uh, for more information about games that we are working on at Harmonics and events that we will be attending. And hopefully you will be able to catch us at a show near you soon. Closing thoughts. Godzilla's sex? Pizza? Anything? I, I, I don't know. I don't care what Godzilla's sex is. Doesn't okay. ma- does not matter it to me. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter to me. I like Godzilla being a girl. Yep. So do I. Me too. I don't know why. I just do. I now, know. You know what? I changed my mind. I care. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There you have it. Thank you very much, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Cowboy, don't you know it's first and happen?